This is episode number 201 with Christina Carlson. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Himalaya. For those of you that have not heard of Himalaya, it's an epic brand new podcast app, which has so many awesome and unique features no other podcast app has, like episode and channel playlists. It's free, so easy to find new shows, and is really user-friendly. So head on over to the app or Google Play Store to download it today. Don't forget to follow me once you're done so that you can listen to my episodes one day earlier than they're usually released. Pretty cool, huh? Christina Carlson is the founder and creative director of global Swedish design and stationery brand Kiki K. With 102 Kiki K stores stocked in another 250 and sold online to stationery and design lovers in over 147 countries worldwide. She also is a sought after international speaker, a passionate learner, self improver, and the proud mother of two. After growing up on a small farm in country Sweden, at the age of 22, she found herself in a new country, half a world away from family and friends, with little money and no idea what to do with her life. So, what's a girl to do? Hmm, imagine what her dream life could look like and then make it happen? Why not, she thought. With deep personal experience of the power of dreaming and then doing, she is now on a mission to encourage people to create and follow their own dreams. Her new dream is to inspire and empower over 101 million people just like you to write their own dreams on paper and set about bringing them to life. Why? Because by dreaming, we can all help make the world a better place, starting with us. Guys, if you are ready for an inspiration overload, you are going to love this conversation because we chat about her epic story from growing up in Sweden, waking up at 3 a.m., not knowing what to do with her life, selling her home and starting the biggest stationary company in the world why writing down your dreams and goals is an important piece of the manifestation process, how to create your dream life, the powerful questions you must ask yourself before you write down your dreams and goals, how to achieve your dreams and goals that you set for yourself, her biggest dreams she has already achieved, and the big dreams that are still yet to be achieved, I also share one of my biggest dreams that I've never shared publicly, but there is so much more inspiration and juiciness in this conversation. And for everything that Christina and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 201. But before we dive into today's epic conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, it comes from Kaylee Lewis, and it's a five-star review, and it's titled Love, Love, Love in capital letters. And she says, I look forward to my downtime just to listen to this podcast, driving to and from work, laying on the beach, and even while I'm doing the housework. I'm addicted to listening to what you bring for all of us, Melissa, you goddess. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and great energy that you bring. Keep on shining, beautiful. Kaylee, thank you so much for that beautiful, heartfelt review and for taking the time. It means the absolute world to me. 
And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave me that review right now. And without further ado, let's bring on the inspirational goddess, Christina Carlson. Welcome, Christina. I am so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. My breakfast, I start every single day with fresh lemon and ginger. And then I have a green smoothie a little bit later on. So that was my breakfast this morning. Mm, Yum-o. I'm so excited for this conversation because you are the owner and creator of one of the world's biggest stationary brands worldwide. So how did that happen? Tell us about your story and how you got to where you are today doing the work that you do now. So I grew up in Sweden. I grew up on a farm and we didn't get to travel a lot as kids. So my my dreams as a child was always to travel. And when I was 22, I met an Australian man and in Australian ski resort and I moved to Melbourne. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with my life. And I was kind of whinging and complaining a bit and uh, asking multiple times a day, what am I going to do with my life? And at 3 a.m. one morning, I um, woke up Paul for the fifth time saying, what am I going to do with my life? And I think he was a little bit over me asking that question. So he encouraged me to, uh, he turned on the light and he encouraged me to write down what was important to me. So this was my first dreaming on paper. So I put pen to paper and I wrote down what I now call my three list. And on my 3M list, I had that I wanted to drive to work every single day and really loving what I was doing. I wanted to have a business on my own, but I didn't know what that was going to be. I wanted to have a connection with Sweden. So this is before, you know, internet and, you know, FaceTime and all that. So I was missing my, my family a lot. So I wanted to have a connection somehow with Sweden. I wanted to work with Swedish design. That was one of my passions. And then I wanted to make $500 a week. So that was my 3M list. And then I went back to sleep. And then in the morning, I looked at it and I looked at a few different options and uh, what I was going to do. But then one thing that I had on my list was that I wanted to start a business. And I thought, if I'm going to start my own business, I really have to have a beautiful home office. And I wanted to have something that was really organized and inspiring so I could work out what the business was. So I went out to buy some products and and back, and there's so much available now, but back then, in my view, everything was price-driven, badly designed, and it was just not something I wanted to have in my office. So I, I was like, this is so boring. And then I got super excited. And I I rushed home to Paul and I said, I know exactly what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to open beautiful Swedish design stores specializing in stationery around the world in my favorite cities. So, you know, being Paris, London, New York, etc. And I convinced Paul to sell his house to open my first store. So I opened our first store 2001 in Melbourne. And now we have over 100 stores in five countries being um, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Hong Kong and the UK. And we sell to over 150 countries online, which blows my mind every single day. So that's kind of how how Kiki K started. Mm, I love it. And is Kiki K, like that's your nickname? Is that your nickname? Yeah, it is my nickname. So Kiki, I was always called Kiki as a child or in school. And then K is my last name, Carlson. And they look really lovely graphically. So that's how it came about. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So selling your house, waking up at 3 a.m., And then this just dropped in one day when you realized that there was a gap in the market and you thought, okay, well, there's no one out there that's doing beautiful stationery like you had dreamed of. And so you created it. So I love that. One thing that I love about you is that you do dream really big. And I believe that getting crystal clear and writing down your dreams and your goals is super powerful in manifesting what you want because most people, they they know that they want something different in their reality. Like they know that what they're currently experiencing isn't what they truly desire. And they want something different to unfold in their reality, but they're not sure what. Mm. But that's because they haven't actually taken the time to sit down and get crystal clear on what they truly desire in all the different areas of their life. So what do they desire with their health and their relationships and their career? And like, they, you know, they don't really sit down and go through each area. And you believe this too, you know, which is why you started this global dreaming movement with the launch of your book. And I love that you're on this big mission to inspire 
101 million people to write down their dreams and to go after them and chase them. So, you know, like your husband said to you at 3 a.m., just write it down, write it down. Why is writing down our dreams and our goals so important in the manifestation process? Well, you know, there's a lot of research that says that putting pen to paper is similar to meditation. It creates new pathways in the brain and and there is a connection to remember more your dreams if you put pen to paper. But I think the most important thing is to actually just capture your dreams, you know, ideally on paper and pen, but just really start to thinking about it. Because I think so many people around the world, which you touched on, are not doing that. And that's why I, that's why I decided to write my book, because I wanted to share the tools that I use to, to create my dream life. And when I talk about a dream life, I'm, it's not a perfect life. I just want to really clarify that, because I think the bigger dreams you have, the more challenges you have, and the more things will come up that you have to solve. And so dream life is never a perfect life, and there is no such a thing as a perfect life. But it is something that you really, really want to do. So I I think it's super important to capture them, but I also think it's really important to disconnect and reconnect yourself and really think about that your life is pretty short, regardless if we get to live a long life. I think life is way too short. And I know you have interviewed Bronnie Ware, who has written The Five Regrets of the Dying. And I think that is such a powerful book to to read and and think about that life is really quite short. So really taking the time to to capture all your dreams and then start doing something about it and make sure you you do everything you need in the short amount of time you have on this earth. Mm, We don't know what's around the corner. It's so precious. Life is so precious and so sacred and we have no idea what's around the corner. So we really do need to squeeze the juice out of every single moment and day and make sure that we're living in alignment with our beliefs and our dreams. And what I loved that you just said is when we say dream life, that doesn't mean, you know, we don't experience sadness or anger or, you know, any of those things. You know, we're not exempt from that. And actually, someone DM'd me on Instagram last week and said, you know, are you really always this happy? You know, it looks like nothing bad ever happens to you. You know, do you ever get angry? It looks like it's all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. And I just want to burst that bubble there because I I experience those things as well, you know, and I'm sure you do too. Mm. The thing is, is like what I have learned how to do is always see the lesson or the gift in those more challenging times. And I don't use the word perfect. I don't, I'm not striving for a quote unquote perfect life. That doesn't exist. And what that does is it just gives our inner mean girl another way to compare ourselves to everyone else on social media or in our life. Mm. And that's not what we're talking about here. And what I really want to encourage everybody listening to to do is to just park that idea of striving for a perfect life to the side and instead live in alignment with your beliefs, your values, your dreams, and in accordance to your truth. Because that's when you'll live a fulfilling life. You know, that's like you said, that's one of Bronnie Ware's top five regrets is I wish I lived a life according to, you know, me and to what I believed in. Yeah, And so it's really, really important that we stop striving for that perfection and and putting other people on a pedestal that their life is all perfect and dreamy. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about living in alignment with your beliefs and your goals and your dreams. So for someone who has never taken the time to sit down and write down their dreams and their goals, where do they start? Because I know for a lot of people, it could feel maybe even a little bit scary or confronting or vulnerable. Where can we start? Like, let's strip it back. Yes. So in my book, I have an exercise where there's room for 101 dreams. And it's not really about the amount of dreams. It's just like you want to have a lot of space to actually write down anything. And I always ask a few questions. And this is a really good way for your listeners to start. What would you do if you couldn't fail? 
if you had all the money, because sometimes I think the money often restricts us to think big about our dreams because we often think about, you know, can we afford it? But just forget about that. If you had all the money you needed, what would you actually do with your life? If you had all the energy, the resources and the knowledge, what would you do? And that often gets us into a dreaming frame of mind versus that, you know, when we set goals, we often look at ourselves and think about what are my goals for the next year or the next 12 months or the two years or whatever you want to do. And you you push yourself and you might stretch yourself a little bit. But if you actually just remove yourself completely and you could start your dream life and you don't think about your reality, like if you couldn't fail, if you had all the money, the resources, the knowledge, the energy and the health, what would you do with your life? And that gets us into a mood of anything is possible. And for me, for example, one of the things that I got out when I did this exercise, and I obviously do it all the time because this is what I'm living and breathing, but one was actually to start my own podcast. And, you know, I was so inspired by your podcast because, you know, English is my second language. I was like, nah, I'm not going to be able to do that. And it was kind of restricting me. But then I thought, I couldn't fail. Would I do the one? And I did. And you know, it's 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 taken me a long time to get comfortable with it. It's a it's a progress. But I have this thing where you don't have to be great to start, but you actually have to start to be great. And I think that's a really good message for everyone to really start thinking about if I could, if if I you know, if I work out, if I'm going to live to to I'm. Um, 100 or 120, one of my dreams is to live to 120. But, you know, if you think about, okay, how many months do I have or how many years do I have until I'm 100 or whatever you believe you're going to live until, what do you want to do in that time? And and really put your constraints away and really think about what would I do if I couldn't fail? If I had all the money, resources, knowledge and the, and the energy, what would I do? And that is a really good start. And I actually have created a uh, audio guide to help people. So if anyone wants to do this exercise, it's a free audio guide on on uh, our website, skikike forward slash dream life. And there's two audio guides and there's specific guidance there for anything in life. So that could be a good start for your listeners to start dreaming. Yes. Yeah. And we can link to that in the show notes for anyone who wants to check that out. Okay. So we've got these powerhouse questions to ask ourselves. And then we sit down with our pen and paper and we write down all of our dreams and all of our goals. Now, what if you've only got like five? What do you do then? I don't think it's about the amount. I think it's just really about starting to dream. And I think when you start, you actually will will be really inspired to continue dreaming. And, you know, it could be small dreams, it could be big dreams. It could also be about things that you actually do not want to do. Like, you know, sometimes we are so influenced by society or family or whatever and sometimes it's just really about you know having a day off so it's not about dreams that you know is all impossible things a lot of my dreams I can do today like one you know I was actually posting on the Instagram that my my kind of perfect day when no such a thing as a perfect one but if I could have an ideal day that is about being in nature and you know being alone and read books and write and think. So so a lot of our dreams do not have to be big and impossible if you if if you know it's it's not about just big dreams. It's also about really thinking about what's important to you. But if you only have five dreams, that's a good start because then you won't be as overwhelmed when you have over a hundred dreams. Sometimes it's hard to choose one. But it's really about then working out if you're going to start with one dreams in my book i have to start with three because i think three is really achievable but depending a little bit how big they are and you might need to to break them down but it's all it's all about you know if i if i want to start with one which one is most important to me and sometimes you have to really think about that and and not decide it on the spot but actually think you know if i can only do one dream this year what which one would i choose and then what i encourage everyone to do is like okay i'm gonna, i have one dream what are all the actions that I need to do. So for example, if you want to create your dream home, for example, which I know that you've just done, you know, that's like, that's a big dream and it might seem impossible, but there's a lot of things that we can do, even if you don't have the funds or, or the possibilities to do those things. You can actually start by maybe, you know, doing cuttings and clippings and you could start with finding out the style of the house or there's so many actions you can actually write down. So, so just write down, every possible action under that dream. And then from there, 
you would choose your top seven steps. If you can only do seven things out of those all actions, which ones are they? And sometimes it's really good to think that through because sometimes we do the easiest things and the most time-consuming things that might not move the needle. So those seven steps are really about, you know, if I need to only do seven things to make this dream happen, which ones do I need to do? So a bit of a process around that. And then obviously we need to put them into goals and do the action because the dreams only work if you do the work, as we all know. Mm, Absolutely. So what do you do if there's like a goal or a dream that you know you are going to achieve or it's more like a five-year or a 10-year plan? So then what do you do in more of the immediate future? Is it just about continuously showing up and doing what you can to take those steps forward on a daily basis? Yeah, often the big dreams have a lot of steps to it. So, you know, you might need to break it down because, for example, if you do the dream home, that might be a five-year project, but you might decide, well, there's a few things that I can do this year. So it really depends a little bit on what the dream is, but it's all about breaking it down and really work on your dreams every single day. And the first thing that I always do with my dreams is who. I always ask who has done this before and who can I have a coffee with and ask lots of questions. This, you know, I rarely think about the what to start with. I think about who has done something similar. So if you want to start a business, you know, maybe there isn't someone you know that has started a business like yours, but there are lots of people starting businesses all the time. And who do you admire and who do you want to be become like? And maybe could you take them for coffee? And if they are really well known and you might be hard to reach them, it might be hard to reach them. Would you, would I have a book or, you know, podcast? There is so much you can do to actually make your dreams come true in whatever area you decide to dream on. So I think it's just really about taking the action. I think that's often missing. There is a lot of talk about dreaming and then vision boards, but actually doing the work is absolutely the key. Mm, I talk a lot about that in both of my books. They've got inspo actions. So they are about the taking inspired action every single day because I believe, you know, that is how you'll get to your goals. You set your goal and then you take inspired action every day. That is how you get there. And some days you may feel like you're going to take 10 steps forward toward your goal and other days it might just be half a step. And each day is different. You know, being women, we are cyclical beings. And within a month, we go through a summer, autumn, winter and spring. And there's going to be times during that month where we may feel like we're going to, we have the energy to forge forward. And then there might be times where we just feel a little bit like more cruisy toward our goals. And so I think as long as you are taking that inspired action and you continue to face forward, you will achieve your goals and your dreams. You just have to keep facing forward, continue to master your inner mean girl and keep putting those motions in place each day to toward your goal and toward your dream. Yeah. I actually do think also, I, f- I find I meet a lot of people because I'm not doing a lot of talks. I find I meet a lot of people who actually say, well, they, they started a dream like, you know, five years ago and then they forgot about it. So I think it's really important to, to, to actually be really super clear what dreams you're going to work on. And then what you need to do, uh, you know, in the, you know, today and, you know, this week and the next quarter and this year and also see images. So actually, you know, if you have a dream about your, you know, say, your dream business or your dream home, what does, what does it look like? And so you really actually almost like feel it's achieved already. So you can actually really visualize it and see it. And then it's so much easier to take action because sometimes I think we put a dream up there or a goal and then we forget about it. So actually having a vision board or we have created a vision board book because not everyone wants to have it on display. So we have now a vision board book where, where you can, you know, you can put your, you know, dream about health and have some inspiring quotes. So, so you are motivated and inspired every single day to work, to work towards your dreams. Yes, I love that. I'm a massive fan of vision boards. And also, I just have all of my goals for this year written or typed out on a A4 piece of paper and it's next to my bed. So every morning and every night, I just read my goals and it reminds me, oh yeah, okay, you know, this this is what I'm aiming to achieve this year. And it helps me stay on path. Yeah. But I would love to hear what, you know, off the top of your head, what are three big dreams that you have set, that you have accomplished already? So one of my dreams was definitely to have a business. And I want to talk quickly about that because I had no idea 
above business, like zero. And I didn't have a network. In I, ca- I came alone with my partner. He's Australian, but I had no friends here, no network. And English was my second language. I didn't know anything about business. So that dream absolutely seemed impossible for me. So I wanted to share that just because I think a lot of us restrict ourselves because we don't think we can do it. So that was definitely a dream I achieved. Writing a book was also something that I wasn't really sure that I first wanted to do. And secondly, that I could do it because again, English is my second language and I wasn't really sure if I, if I could do it and be disciplined to do it. So that was a dream that I, I achieved last year. And I want to share a little story about how I came up with the book. So I was living in Sweden. We, we, I took my family to live in Sweden and put the kids to Swedish school. And I came, I traveled so much and I came home and I was doing some creative work for uh, to present to the designers for the following week. And I came back and I was completely exhausted and I didn't feel like I had any creative things in me. So I said to my partner, Paul, I said, hey, I'm going to take my journal and a pen and I'm going to... Um, um, I'm going to go away for three days. And he was like, are you crazy? You just got home. And I said, yeah, I just really have to do this. So I left my phone, my computer books, which is even more scary than leaving my phone because I love reading. I went to a little a little resort hotel with spas. I could do yoga, meditation, and all those beautiful things to really get me in a, in a, in a, in a creative mode. And I stayed there for three days and I just wrote and thought, and that's when I came up with a book. And I'm sharing that story because some Sometimes if we don't know what we want, to have that space and that time to really think, and not everyone can go away for three days, I completely understand that, but maybe it's just a half day at home on your own where you disconnect from the world and really think about what's important to you. So that was the book and and the business. And and the other dream that I have achieved is to... um, buy a Swedish home. So obviously I'm living in Australia, but I always wanted to be able to go back home and actually live there as a local, not spending time in a hotel or with my parents or, or friends. So I put that up and I thought that was absolutely impossible. And I remember my dad, he said to me, if you're really serious about buying a house in Sweden, you should do it before the kids are completely growing up because then you can actually live in a hotel really easily. It's now that you you want to do it. So I put it on my vision board and I started to look and then my brother-in-law sent me a link and said, if you're going to buy something, this is it. And then we were doing a little transaction at the time so I could take out a little deposit and that dream came true as well. So those are the three dreams that are really, really meaningful and really something that have meant so much about me creating my dream life. So those are the three ones, but I have so many more that I want to achieve. I want to inspire 101 million people to live their dream lives, to write down three dreams and then go and chase them. So that's my biggest dream now and one that I actually do not know how I'm going to achieve it, but I am working on it. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. What are some others that you've currently got in place? I wanted to become a yoga teacher. I practice yoga, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not a full-time yogi. So uh, one of the things that I really think that will help me living a really calm life would be to really do more yoga. And I thought if I become a yoga teacher, I'd know that I have to put in the hours. So that's one thing. I want to have a brilliant speech at my son's and my daughter's 50th birthday. And they're eight and 11, so it's a long time away. But that dream reminds me that I really want to make sure that I live the most healthy holistic life that I possibly can. So I'm really well when they turn 50. So that's a good dream to have. Small dreams like having Sundays completely off. That's one thing that I do, but it's not perfect as no life is. But having um, every Sunday uh, really, I think you're practicing that really well, a self-care Sunday where I have no bookings, nowhere to go. And it's just about me and just about what I want to do is one dream. One dream is to open in New York City. I always wanted to have a store in New York City and actually live there while I open the store. So that's another dream. One of my other dreams, which is also one that is really easy to relate to, is to move every single day. So being an all or nothing personality, sometimes I'm really good with my exercise, but sometimes when you travel and you, you know, you might get a little cold, it's hard to to do those things. So one of my dreams is to move every single day. And that's one thing that I'm working on on this year, which is not perfect again, but it's another one. I want 
to do two health retreats a year. That's a dream. I can't fit that in at the moment or I'm not choosing to fit that in because I have so much on, but doing two health retreats a year is a dream. I want to have uh, a year off when I'm turning 50. So I'm 46 now. So that seems impossible. How? What am I going to do with the business and how is that all going to play out? But it's a dream to actually have a year off and do whatever I want. And when I do that year, I want to you know, do a lot of walks and hikes around the world and really spend a lot of time in nature. That's one thing that I absolutely find that I, I really think about my dream life when I spend time in nature. And that often gets us to disconnect and reconnect ourselves as well. Oh, beautiful. And I just want to thank you for sharing some of those because I'm sure a lot of people listening got some inspiration from that. And that's why I wanted you to share them because so many people, you know, sit down and they might think, well, I don't really, I don't really know where to even begin. But, you know, just even thinking like, oh, taking a year off when you turn 50, I was like, oh yeah, that's an awesome thing. I was like, I'm yeah. I'm doing that. I'm writing that one down. And there's so many other things on there that you said that I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So you are only limited by your imagination here and think as big as possible and kind of go through every area of your life, you know, go through your health. What do you want to achieve with your health? The retreats, the yoga teacher training, you know, those things. Then go to your relationships. What do you want to do, you know, with your relationships? Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? You know, those sorts of things. Do you want to travel to Italy with your partner or whatever or spend a year in Italy? And then look at your career and, you know, look at what you want to achieve in the next 5, 10, 15 years. What legacy do you want to leave? You know, that's another one that's really, really important. So I want to encourage everybody listening to get out a pen and paper and write down as many dreams and goals as you possibly can and really feel them and don't compare yourself to anyone else. You know, don't think, oh, well, she wrote that. So maybe I should write that. You know, do what feels good for you and keep that little journal. You know, you can get the Kiki K one. You can get your dream life and you can fill that out, put it beside your bed and have that there. And you can add to it slowly if you want to, or fill it all up and then continuously check in and read it and make sure that you're taking inspired action every single day toward that dream. I have to interrupt this juicy conversation to tell you about today's epic sponsor, Better Help. For those of you that have been following me for a while will know that back in 2010, I hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital with my health taken away from me. I was dealing with a whole host of physical health issues, which you can read about in Mastering Your Mean Girl, but I was also dealing with some mental health issues from anxiety, panic attacks, eating issues, and depression. So that was the first time I started seeing a therapist, which helped me so much. From there, I have worked with so many coaches, counselors, therapists, and mentors who have all been very supportive for my growth and evolution. This is why I'm such a massive fan of getting support when you feel you need it. Some people think that you have to do this thing called life alone, but let me tell you, you don't. You don't have to do it alone and reaching out for support is okay. In fact, it's very brave and courageous. This is why I love BetterHelp, which connects you online to over 4,000 licensed therapists, counselors, and caring professionals that specialize in the issues that you want to talk about. Now, another epic thing is that your sessions can be done via video, phone, chat, or even text if you don't feel comfortable doing a video conversation or even a phone conversation. And you can communicate with someone within 24 hours, which is great for those times when you feel you really need to talk to someone quickly. And sometimes booking in with someone in person can take weeks. I know that's been the case for me. And all you need to do is fill out the form online and they hook you up with the best person for your needs. How awesome is that? And we are giving the MA Tribe 10% off your first month with the discount code MA Tribe. 
And if you're currently struggling with something, please reach out and get support with BetterHelp. All you have to do is head to betterhelp.com forward slash MA tribe to get your 10% off. And remember, it isn't shameful to ask for help and support. It is actually incredibly brave and courageous. So please reach out if you feel you need support and help right now. Head to betterhelp.com forward slash MA tribe. Now, back to the episode. I have the attitude that's like, why not? Like, why why not dream really big? One of my dreams, and I've never shared this before, is you know that I used to be a professional dancer. Yes. And I stopped professional dancing when I was 24. And it's still something that I absolutely love, absolutely love doing it. But I'm, I kind of do it now just around the house and I'm being silly with my husband and my little boy. But Nick and I started ballroom and Latin dancing last year and I fell in love. One of my dreams is I want to be on Dancing with the Stars. Like I would love to be on that show. And mainly because I only have just recently learned ballroom and Latin and I want to challenge myself because each week they get a different style. So say it's waltz and they've got that time to fully nail it and put on a performance and they wear the pretty costumes and their hair and the makeup. Like, oh, it's just like, yes, I love that so much. I would just, and even though I'm not a star, I just want to be on the show just so I can dance and learn and and work with the professionals as well because they are so incredible. I just would love to do that. And I was thinking about, you know, I went on my walk this morning and I was, you know, mentally preparing for our interview today. And I was thinking about my dreams and and I was like, I've never shared that. Why have I never shared that? And there was a little bit of like vulnerability And there was a little bit of like, oh, you know, what are they going to think if I publicly say that out loud? You know, what are people going to think? And I was just like, no, I'm going to tell Christina on the podcast that this is one of my big dreams and I'm going to declare it. I don't even think the TV show is even on anymore, but I will make it happen one day. I'm going to be on that show. Well, there is currently one in Sweden. So if you can't do it here in Australia, maybe you should do it in Sweden. (laughs) I think it's a great dream. And, you know, sharing dreams are so powerful. And when I do my my talks and my workshops about dreaming, I always encourage people to share. And it's so, so powerful. First, the reason you said, like, to putting it out there and actually for yourself really declaring it. But also for the people who are listening today, they might know someone in, in that show or they might know someone who knows someone. So for, to share your dreams with others is so powerful because you might, you never, ever know if someone out there can help you. I did that actually in London, I think it was last year when I did a workshop and there was a lady who, she was a lawyer, I think. So she felt like a little bit vulnerable and saying, I actually want to do a children's book, illustrate and write a children's book. So she put it out there and uh, I could see she was really uncomfortable. And then opposite sat a publisher and she said, why don't we have a coffee next week? Maybe I can help you. So it's so powerful to share your dreams for yourself, but also for others and also for inspiring others. You know, you're allowed to steal other people's dreams because it's your dream life. So whatever you feel inspired by, of course, write that down. And that's what I do every single time I'm doing a workshop or a talk when people share. I'm like, oh, I'm going to add that. And sometimes you have to modify them to suit you. But really being inspired by others' dreams. And that's why we we have a hashtag 101 million dreamers. And we encourage all the Kiki K dreamers out there to share their dreams. So uh, you can follow the hashtag on Instagram and Facebook and really share your dreams and actually inspire others but also be inspired by other people sharing their dreams. It's very, very powerful. Yes, yes. Please share. Everyone, go and share your dreams and tag both of us and use the hashtag so I can see it as well because I would absolutely love to read your dreams. And don't feel ashamed and don't feel embarrassed. I want to really encourage everybody listening to master your inner mean girl and to just go for it. Like, what have you got to lose? Nothing. And you've got everything to gain. So master that inner mean girl, write them down, dream as big as you possibly can and share them with us. I would love so much to read your dreams. And like you said, I love that. You said, you don't know who's listening. 
You do not know yeah. who's listening. Another one of my big dreams is to interview Tony Robbins on this podcast. Mm. You know, that's another big one. And Oprah. I want to have them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone listening is like besties with Oprah or Tony Robbins, like send me an email and we'll get them on the show. So you just don't know. You have no idea who is listening who might be able to help you? I've heard many stories about people saying they want to write a book and then they sit next to a book publisher on, on an airplane or something like that. And you're just like, wow, look at how the universe just showed up to support you so beautifully in that moment. Yeah. And you know, it's so powerful to actually think about who you want to meet because you'd be so inspired by people and, uh, and you never, never know. Like I had Ariana Huffington on my list of people I wanted to meet because I just, I'm so inspired by her and everything she does. And then I read her book Thrive and, and then I thought, Oh, I'd love to do a collaboration with her. And I started to think about, you know, who knows her, her and, you know, how can I get in touch with her? And eventually we, we ended up doing a collaboration together and I do know her now. And that, when I wrote that down, it seemed impossible. So I really encourage everyone to really just put everything aside. Like if you could, you know, meet your dream people, who are they? And in my book, I have 101 people to meet. And that's more difficult to actually have 101 people that you want to meet. But it's not about the number. It's about like, who are you inspired by, you know, in the arts, in the sports, in the business world, or, you know, an author or whoever it is. It's it's really important to write it down. And then when you start sharing it, you never know who knows someone. Yeah, absolutely. You just, and you don't know who you're going to sit next to on an airplane or a train or who you're going to be behind in the line at, you know, the bank or something. And this is where being so kind is so important to everybody. Mm. You just, it's such, you know, kindness doesn't cost a thing. And I'm a massive believer in helping people and, and being kind. And, you know, so I encourage my friends to tell me their dreams because I'm like, oh yeah, I could connect you with that person or I could help you with that person. Or, you know, how can I support you in your dream? I want to even you, when you came to me and you were like, all right, Melissa, tell me everything you know about podcasting. And I was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And, you know, I was able to help you on your podcasting journey. And this is what it's all about is supporting each other and helping each other and guiding each other as best as we possibly can. So I'm a massive believer in that. Yeah. And I'm super grateful to you for that. And it's funny because I had you on my list of people to meet because obviously I followed you, you know, I read your books and I followed you from a distance and I had you on my, uh, on my list to meet just for inspiration and connect and help, you know, help each other. But then also obviously the the podcast, you were so helpful with that. So super, super grateful for that. And on the same day, I also had Sarah Wilson on that list. And I met her on the same day that I met you. And I've, I've connected with her for many, many years through you know social media, but never actually in person. So I took two beautiful people on that day. So thank you so much. Oh, and that's another thing. Yeah. Put who you want to meet on your dream list. You know, it doesn't just have to be about things you want to do or achieve. Like, who do you want to meet? Who do you want to surround yourself with? Who are the people that you want in your life? That is so important. Yeah. I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's epic sponsors, Molecule. If you've been following me for a while, you'll know how important it is to make sure my home is my wellness sanctuary and is as toxic-free as possible. That's why I love Molecule. It's the only air purifier that destroys allergens. And it was developed by a scientist whose son suffered from asthma and who was frustrated by the fact that HEPA air purifiers did not relieve his son's symptoms. Unlike HEPA filters, Molecule destroys indoor air pollutants at the molecular level, completely removing them from the air you breathe, eliminating allergens, mold, bacteria, viruses, and airborne chemicals. A product that can destroy all of these things is so important to me, especially with Leo having asthma and Nick being exposed to toxic mold many years ago, which made him very unwell. And we are giving you $75 off your first order. All you have to do is head to molecule.com and that's spelled M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and enter M-A-Tribe at the checkout. How cool is that? Now, let's get back to this episode. 
So what is bringing you the most joy in your life right now? I think what brings me the most joy right now is that I'm able to inspire people to dream. I really do think that so many people that I get to meet have forgotten how to dream. So actually giving people the tools and maybe sometimes just the thought that it's possible to do whatever you want to do in your life and it is actually your life that gives me the most joy right now. Mm, Beautiful and what do you attribute all of your success to? You've had such massive global success with Kiki K and personal success. What do you attribute your success to? Well, there's a few factors. And when I talk about success, for me, the success is not about a successful business. It's about loving what I do. So for me, it's really important that every day that I get up and I love what I do and I really, really, really love what I do. So that's for me is success. But in terms of the business success, I I contribute for really good things that I think made me through because most small businesses fail and in the beginning it's really really easy to give up so I think there's four things one is starting with a dream like what is it that I want to do so I put everything all my dreams within the business on paper number two is passion I truly believe that if you're going to success in something you really have to be passionate you want to put as much hours as you possibly can in the beginning but you can't do that if you don't love it so passion is number two three is having a vision to be really clear what you want to do and how to get there because it's so easy to get distracted and there's so much opportunity out there especially today when you know you can actually do anything in the world really globally uh, really quickly so have a really clear vision and and know what you want to do and the last one which I think is the most important is don't take no for an answer. So if you really want to do something and you get a no, you go again and you try it and might not be the same way you might have to rethink it you might have to ask who has done this before but I have on our wall in our, in our headquarters, don't say no, say how. There is always a way and it's always about win-win. It's never about just about you winning. It's about both parties. So if there's something you want to do, there is always a way. You just have to work out how. Mm, love that. Such a good attitude to have. Okay. Now, what's one thing you're working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? Oh, that is a very good question. I am constantly working on myself and I read every book that comes out on personal development. I love reading. I love learning. So for me, it's constant improvement. So I love my holy hour in the morning. I love my morning to get up and just think right and really connect with myself. So that doesn't always happen. So I work on that constantly because, you know, I'm jet lagged and I'm sometimes tired and there's other things. So so that's one thing that I'm working on to make sure that I'm consistent with all the things. And always being open to to learn from others and improving to live my dream life is definitely something I'm working on constantly. That's so beautiful. And you have two gorgeous little kids. How old are they? So Tiffany, she's eight and Axel is 11. And how do you educate them on this type of way of being? Like, you know, how do you instill this within them? Because I'm sure they go to school and, you know, their their friends' mums aren't these positive, inspiring, motivational speakers that are reading personal development books. I mean, maybe some of them are, but how do you really consciously educate them around living their best life and their dream life? Or do they do it naturally just by simply watching you over the years? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, they are really Kiki K products in many ways because they grew up in that environment and they are, you know, we, we do what we call Adventure Thursdays where we, we take one child eat and we do something and, and one day both of them actually wanted to go home and do their vision boards. So they are very much natural Kiki K lovers um, because that's the way they grow up. But I want to share a really uh, beautiful story because I take specifically Axel because he's a little bit older and loves traveling. So I've been taking him around the world so much. And when I was writing the book, I um, was doing an exercise on, which is one of the chapters that life is short. And I was doing the exercise on an hour airplane. And before I left, Axel said to me, 
mom, you're going to Philippines next week and I'm so, so excited about coming. And I said to him, hey, you just been traveling so much. You need to go to school at some stage this year. So you're actually not coming. And he said, oh, I, so he put it on the vision board and he was talking about it as if it was always happening. He was saying, I'm so excited to feel the sun in the Philippines. And he was kind of really annoying to a parent because I said, no, you're not coming. But when I jumped on the plane and I was doing the exercise, life is short. So really thinking about if I was to die in three years time, it's a very confronting exercise, but it's a really powerful one. If I was to die in three years time, what would I do differently today? My first thing that came to mind, if I was to die in three years time, I would definitely take Axel to the Philippines. When I did land, I called Axel and I said, Axel, you can come to the Philippines. And you know what he said? Mom, dreams really do come true. Aww. And it was so funny because he was telling me before when I said no, he said, mom, you're telling the world to dream. I'm going to keep dreaming, you know, which is beautiful. But it's, you know, as a parent, sometimes like that, nah, you know, you can't do everything. But I then realized that, you know, you have such a short time with your kids. And even though he has traveled so much, another trip away with me will be more meaningful at the end of his life versus, you know, another another week at school. So I'm so glad. And we had the best time in the Philippines. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah, and I really do encourage them to dream and nothing is impossible. But of course, there's reality and I show them both, you know, because even though I get to live my dream life, there's lots of challenges within our business. And, you know, I lost my dad last year and, you know, there's, there's not like our life is perfect in any way. So they see that. And when I travel with them, I, I always take them for a walk, especially in big cities that, you know, that not everyone are fortunate to have shelters. So they're very, very aware of the real life as well as the possibilities. So I try to show them both. And we do something every night at dinner table, which we call the four Gs. We all share one grateful for the day, one good thing that happened or the highlight of the day. We call it the gram of the day, which is the Instagram. So if we were to do visuals, obviously Tiffany doesn't have Instagram, but if they were to take a photo, a visual of the day, what would they do? And then the goal for tomorrow. And they have been doing this since they were able to talk. So they're very much ingrained in this kind of making the most of life, but also realizing that they have to do the work. And they see, obviously, we we work, both me and Paul work a lot. So they, they see they see the benefits and also the you know, hard side of that, of course, because sometimes, you know, I'm not around and I'm away a lot. And so I talk a lot about 50-50s in life. So I think there is a positive and a negative in every experience that we have. So if there, there's a positive of me being away right now, being a beautiful Sydney, but the negative is that I'm not with the family. And if I'm with the family, the, the negative is that I'm not able to, to share my tools and inspire people's dreams. So I see life that way. And I, I, I think that getting really good understanding on that. Mm, beautiful. And if you had a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world, besides your books, what book would you choose? That is so, such a hard one because I listened to your podcast weekly. I knew that question will come up and I was like, what am I going to choose? So I decided not to even think. So whatever comes first to mind, there's quite a few books, but I think the one that I really want to share with your listeners is a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Mm. And that book is very simple by really doing something every single day towards your dreams. He might not talk about dreams that way, but really about it's it's the little things that you do every day that makes a difference. And that's in health and that is in business and that is in your personal life. So what is it that you can do every day that is as easy to do and not to do? You know, we always have like, it's easy to go to yoga, but it's also easy to just stay home. And choosing those things that will make a difference in your life. That book is a really good, it's a, it's a quite an old book now, but it's, um, I think it's so relevant. I reread it every year and it's a really good book for, for anyone who, who do not really know how to make that next leap. So, so he is talking about, you know, doing something little every day. So I think that book. No one's ever mentioned that book. So I'm oh. so excited to have that here and we can link to it in the show notes. And I'm excited to get my hands on that too. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a really great book. But, you know, it's nothing that we don't know, but it's really re- reminding us that we need to do something every day to, to work. And it's not the big 
chunky stuff. It's about breaking it down and do something every day towards that dream. So I love that book. One book that I really encourage everyone to to read is Robin Sharma's new book, The 5am Club, um, ah. because I think if everyone took some time in the morning, you know how we are so busy and we have such a full days and we have so much commitments and we are distracted by, you know, social media and things that we can do. There's so much opportunities, but actually getting up early is something that has really made a massive difference to my life. And some people find that really challenging, but uh, Robin just written a book and it's like a fiction book with all his tools in it. So it's an easy read for everyone. And it's something that I encourage everyone to really read and and really think about, you know, it doesn't have to be 5am, could be 6am, but just having that hour in the morning is is a beautiful thing. So that's another book that I would highly recommend. Yes, I love his book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which is just so great. So if you haven't read that, make sure you check that out as well. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hear your morning routine now. How do you prime yourself for the day? How do you set yourself up for a successful day? I love hearing about people's morning routines and I'm presuming you're up at five now that you've read that book. <laughs> well, I actually, I've been um, up at five for many years now. I actually did some coaching with Robin many years ago and that re- he really encouraged me to do that. So I've done it for a long time. But when I say that, uh, there are seasons in the year that where I do not do that. So if, if I'm struggling to sleep or if I'm jet lagged and it's not working, I do not do that. So I, sleep is my number one. So I'm not very rigid about every single day. It's about doing as much as I possibly can. So my ideal morning start like this. So I uh, get up just before 5am. I, wherever I am in the world, I always bring my coconut oil. So I do, I can't think of the name. Oil pulling. <laughs> so so I do oil pulling every morning just for a few minutes and that's something I've done for years and something I do wherever I go. Then I uh, brush my teeth and then I have my lemon water. So I have fresh lemons. So if I'm staying at a hotel or um, away, I always have lemons with me. So I have lemon and if I'm able to, I have fresh ginger as well. So I drink two big glasses with kind of warmish water. And then after that, I do my morning pages and it's basically just three pages in a notebook handwriting, whatever comes to mind. So it's unconscious writing. So I can write, sometimes I write in Swedish and English and I mix. It's not about what comes on the paper. It's getting out whatever I have in my head. And I think that's one of the key things through the startup of Kiki K that didn't get me burnt up because every single day I dealt with whatever was in my head. So rather than complaining and and dwelling on it, I wrote about it. Uh, so it's three pages, it's just a few minutes, whatever comes to mind. And sometimes it's about all the amazing things. And sometimes it's about the problems and the, the challenges that I have and how I should, how I can think about overcoming them. So the morning pages is vital. And then I do a few minutes with reading or podcast or do something with learning. Sometimes I do an online course, but I love learning and I love being inspired because once I've done that, I feel like I can do anything in the world. And then I meditate for 20 minutes and then I'm up to six o'clock. And between six and seven, I do some kind of exercise. So I often walk or run or go to a class. I, I like to go to yoga class or Pilates class. It all depends on what I'm feeling, sometimes feeling about feeling like, and sometimes it's it's gym and sometimes it's just walking in nature. So whatever comes to mind. By the time I'm home just after seven and then it's all about the kids and getting them to school or wherever I am work-wise and I just feel like those two hours in the morning just sets me up so whatever that day brings me I can handle it so having that really self-care in the morning I think is absolutely vital. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on this podcast say the same thing so you know if you haven't taken that time for yourself in the morning I want to encourage everyone to just play around with it and see how you feel. I'm the same. If I take that time for myself in the morning, my day unfolds so differently and I feel like I can go into the day as the best version of myself. Yes. All right. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. What's one thing that we can do today for our health? I think actually take some time out for you, not just about walking or running or gym, but actually taking some time to get your mental state right. I think that is the most important. 
Yeah. What's one thing that we can do for our wealth? So more abundance in all areas of our life. I think being really clear what you want. So, you know, if there's some material positions you want to get or or have more abundance in certain areas, being really clear about what that is, because I think there are so much out there and sometimes it's really difficult to know what we actually want but being really clear and that comes back to the previous questions about you know what what take some time out to really think about what can you do to to create your dream life and what do you need to do to do that and take that time to think about it yes totally agree and the last one is what's one thing that we can do for more love in our life I think if you want more love, you have to give more love. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of your love, does your husband work in your business with you as well? Yes, he does. We work really, really closely. He's He used to be our CEO, but he ended up not doing that after, I think, 15 years. So um, the last five years, he, he hasn't. But I work really closely with him. We have different strengths and weaknesses and we complement each other so well. So everything that we do, that I do that is seen by the world is really a lot of his thoughts behind it. So when I wrote the book, he really took it to the next level. So we work really, really well together. Mm, That's so beautiful. I love that. The yin and the yang. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything else that you want to share with us? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that I didn't ask you about that you want to share? I wanted to share one of my dreams, which I didn't share before, is to sell one million copies of my book. And I wanted to, that's a big, big dream of mine, which is a crazy dream and an impossible dream for me. I, I sometimes can't believe that I'm saying it out loud. But the reason I wanted to sell a million copies of my book is because uh, we are giving a US dollar of each book sold to an incredible lady called Dr. Terry Trent. And she, I got connected with her through dreaming. She's also a lady who dreams. And she grew up in an unfortunate culture in Zimbabwe where she wasn't inspired to dream and she didn't have any education. She was abused every day. She had no school, no money, and um, it was all about survival. She had five kids before she was 18, I think. So, yeah, so when I heard about her, so she had a lady coming to her her village and asked about her dreams and she was like I can't even think about dreams when I you know it's about survival and Mm. this lady inspired her to write down her dreams and eventually to make a very long story short she's on my podcast and she's an incredibly inspiring lady to listen to but she wrote down her dreams and one was to get an education in America to get a PhD and she it took her 20 years, but she actually achieved it. And then she was invited to Oprah Winfrey's show and she was she was named Oprah's all-time favorite guest. And I think Oprah has interviewed like 37,000 people, so an incredible <laughs> achievement on its own. But she then got $1.5 million from Oprah to open schools in Zimbabwe. And so she now has 11 schools. And when I heard that, because school education is really important and it was all started with a dream, I felt really connected. So we decided to give US dollars. So her book sold and my dream now is to sell a million copies so I can give her a million dollars. So that's one thing I want to share because if anyone is buying my book, they are also contributing to that. So that's one dream I wanted to share that I forgot to say earlier in the piece. Oh, that's so beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that and what a beautiful gesture. And I want to personally thank you for your wisdom and your time today. This has been so beautiful, such beautiful reminders. And you've inspired me to get out my book and to update my dreams and continuously check in with them and add to them. So you've really inspired me. You've also inspired me to share more of my dreams. Maybe I'll do it more publicly. So you've inspired me with that. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world, for the books and everything that you're doing and for the beautiful person that you are. And I'm so grateful that you first reached out to me ages ago. I don't even remember exactly when it was, but I'm so grateful because I've been able to connect with you and you're such a big-hearted, beautiful soul. And I love what you're doing. You are such an inspiration to so many people. Anyone who has been into one of your stores will know that 
just walking in there, you feel inspired. You can't not walk into Kiki K and not feel excited and inspired and ready to dream. Like you just can't. It's impossible. It is impossible. So thank you for the work that you're doing and the light that you're shining out everywhere. I'm so grateful to call you a friend. I'm so grateful to have you out there in the world. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Mm, Thank you. I feel exactly the same about you. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me. And I'm super excited to have you on my podcast as well. Yeah, that's going to be so fun. I can't wait. I'm very excited about that. I am so inspired by you as well. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks, honey. She is one inspiring cookie, isn't she? I got so much out of today's episode and feel so inspired and ready to just chase after my dreams. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people to go after their dreams together. And don't forget to come and join the Private MA Tribe Facebook group where you can share insights from this episode, plus tell me who else you want me to get on the show. It's also a sacred place where we can come together to discuss all things Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide, along with anything else that you feel called to contribute to the open and honest conversation. You will also get some extra love and support personally from me that I won't be offering anywhere else. And one thing I get asked a lot is, where can I find my tribe or where can I find like-minded people? This is the place. So head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash tribe to join now. And for everything that Christina and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 201. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. Another thing I wanted to mention before I go is that if you haven't got my book, Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex, all you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and you leave that five-star review right now. I would be so, so, so grateful. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review yet, please do, because it means that I can keep getting on more epic people for you. So please go and do that. I'd be so grateful. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this particular episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you have got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.